It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Auburn Tigers add quality depth to the offensive line. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Coming up, we will be joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five, to talk about the portal and uh, what the future could hold over the next few weeks in both the portal and recruiting. But let's start with the man of the hour, Juco offensive tackle, Seth Wilfred commits to the Auburn Tigers. Juco guy out of Snow Community College. And I know some people hear Juco and they roll their eyes a little bit. I love this. One, he had a solid year of production at the Juco level, which is fine, which is fine, but offers quality depth instantly and has three years left of eligibility. This is not your standard two years and then you got two years at a D1 program. Just to put in perspective, he has the same amount of eligibility left as Connor Liu. And we've talked on this show and throughout the Auburn fan base how Connor Liu is going to be the staple, the anchor of this Auburn offensive line potentially for years to come. We'll see. We'll see. Bright future. It's a true freshman, obviously. But all in all, Seth Wilfred has everything you want from an offensive tackle. And I don't think he's a starter this year, but he offers quality depth, I think, for the next three seasons, which you take. And he truly is a tackle. This is not a guard that we're hoping can play tackle. He is a true offensive tackle. When you look at his frame that stands at 6'6", 295 pounds, I think you're looking at a potential upside of year two of a Xavier Miller. I think a Xavier Miller is a hair better. I think the upside of a Xavier Miller is higher, but as far as what you're potentially looking for on this offensive line, I think Seth Wilfred checks a lot of the boxes that you want to see. Tape is limited. You can only watch so much. He plays a little high, I think, which is totally normal um, for, for offensive tackle. We said that about Xavier Miller. And in fact, <laughs> the Auburn coaching staff and some of the folks that I talked to throughout spring said, Xavier Miller's good. He plays high. His feet are they're, they're coming. And then fall camp, it all kind of came together, and he was a little bit ahead of schedule. I think a similar thing can happen with Seth Wilfred this offseason, which is huge. I think it's huge for Auburn. The difference is the situation that Wilfred is coming into versus the situation that Miller came into a year ago. Auburn's deeper on this offensive front, and which is great, which is exactly what you want to hear. You don't want to have to start a bunch of first-year guys in your program. That's the program that Hugh Freeze and Jake Thornton, the offensive line coach, is building on the planes. And the fact that they've done so much in these 13 months that they've been here is incredible. It's incredible. And Charlie Five and I get into that more later. But now with the addition of Wilfred, your total amount of guys that you feel comfortable playing offensive tackle goes up. And that's just not something we've been able to say a whole lot over that half decade of Auburn football. And so now the offensive lineman that you feel comfortable playing offensive tackle in the SEC, and this isn't even necessarily to start. This is just as far as forming a depth chart, forming depth for the future and depth for the now. 
But you look at Jaden Muskrat, he could play it. That's what he played at Tulsa. Xavion Miller, he played it for a full season of SEC play. Dylan Wade, same thing. Seth Wilfred, same thing. And we'll see how Tyler Johnson develops, and we'll see how they use DeAndre Carter, the true freshman, once he arrives. And Charlie Five and I spent a lot of time talking about this in, uh, later in the show, and Lindsay and I talked about it on the show yesterday. The expectation for this transfer portal window is to get one outside guy at offensive tackle and one interior offensive lineman that's probably going to play guard. But a lot of times, if you can play guard, you also can possibly be the backup center if something were to happen to Connor Liu. Maybe if Braden Joyner doesn't take that stuff forward. I'm expecting him to be the backup center at some capacity at some point in his offer career, assuming he stays. But all in all, all in all, you love the upside for this kid. He's athletic. He moves well at 6'6", 295 pounds. Just to me, he's raw, which isn't unusual for these JUCO players in general, especially on the offensive line, because the jump from the JUCO level of college football to the SEC is huge. It's huge. It's it's a little closer from the high school football level uh, to the SEC, but still, it's just you don't see what happened with Xavion Miller last year happen a ton in the SEC. So I, I just urge everyone to say both the athlete and the situation, it's different when you look at Seth Wilfred and you look at Xavier Miller a year ago. Still, I think it's symbolic of the upside, but I think as Seth Wilfred starts on the Sovereign offensive line I, in 2024, I don't think it's a great situation, but you know maybe you can kind of pitch yourself on the potential upside of what he offers at, with, with that size and that frame. But to me, he's probably your backup left tackle or left uh, backup right tackle. We'll see how the transfers slide in and where they put these guys throughout spring camp in a few months. That's great. That's great. You pick up a guy who could be a backup offensive tackle in the SEC, and then that's how he'll probably play most of this year, 2024, and he still has two years left to play. You take that. You take that every single year because that's what recruiting looks like. And I know everybody's looking at the transfer portal era, which is, you know, you kind of get a shot in the arm every time one of these guys transfers and they have two or three seasons left, which is great. That's great. But as far as building a program, these are the kind of guys that you've got to add. I think this is a great addition. One thing I wanted to share, and this is from Auburn Live. I think they do the best when it comes to Auburn recruiting. I think they're fantastic. Their article, I think this was written by Cole. Nope, Jeffrey Lee. Jeffrey Lee wrote this article, Conversation um, with Wilfred. And the guy just goes on and on and on about Auburn offensive line coach Jake Thornton. And we were excited when Auburn landed this guy. Ole Miss acted like they didn't want him, which we all knew was a, a load of you-know-what. But what he has done, and Hugh Freeze gets a lot of the praise, and he should. You free should. He gets the blame as the head coach. He gets the praise as the head coach as part of the job. But the offensive line with Jake Thornton, since he's been here, we are seeing things on the offensive line that have not been done at Auburn in a very long time. Maybe Tuberville era. Maybe. Maybe. And obviously college football is different now than it was then. But just some, some of these quotes. This is Wilfred talking about Thornton, I think him and his connection with his head coach is very close. I like the way that he is very disciplined with his players and is very honest. The way he runs things is really 
amazing. It sounds like he and Free sat down with him and was very clear about their plan with him, which seems to be a common theme that we're hearing over and over and over again. So a lot to like, a lot to like about this. But just a reminder, Jake Thornton is a huge part of what Auburn's building on the offensive line. It's his position. And I just don't know how long we're going to have him. I don't know what his next step is, what he wants to do. But Auburn does not transform this offensive line room in 13 months without him. That's just something we've all got to think about. Charlie Five joins me in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's not just another job board. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate's within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Now time for a little Charlie Tuesday action as we're joined by Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. Portal stuff is happening. My friend, we'll talk about offensive line and what that could look like over the next few weeks. But let's start with what we already know. Robert Lewis, uh, the first transfer portal addition during this December window, brings a lot of production. Charlie, 570 catches. I certainly love that. I don't know if we'll have 70 catches at Auburn this upcoming season, but that's um, that's still a ton of production to, to add to this room. Oh, yeah. Electric. I, I think this guy's going to be electric. I mean, first of all, he's he's – we, we, we decided, I mean, we've pretty much, you know, decided we're going to take like an outside guy. We're going to try to take an outside guy and try to take an inside guy. And I yeah. think this is your slot guy, but he's 5'11", almost 200 pounds. I mean, he's like 195. He had a 97-yard touchdown uh, this past year. Uh, like you said, 70 catches, nine catches yeah. versus LSU. And he was one of the guys targeted from the beginning. He's like I, I said it on I said it on your show. Uh, you know I said it on Thursday on the the top button pod. He's a guy that was picked at, at we 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 targeted several guys early. He was targeted. They offered him quickly. Got him in here. Got him committed. Got him committed. I would say he's probably your one B guy uh, at slot. Like electric electric playmaker. And I'm 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 pumped for him. To me, he looks a lot like okay. If we lose Javarius Johnson Jr. All the all of his snaps go to Robert Lewis. Is that unfair to say? I don't think it's unfair at all. I don't think it's yeah. unfair at all. I think him and Caleb uh, Caleb Burton are like a cool little tandem uh, that you could that you could you know swap in and out. Uh, they're both kind of the same size. Burton's a little bit you know thinner, but uh, I think ability wise uh, they could be similar. I just think Robert Lewis is just a little bit further ahead, a, a lot further ahead actually. Uh, so. I, I think you're right. I think he would take all those snaps and uh, he'd be ready to play day one. The key is he's going to be here in spring. That's the key. That's going to be the theme I think you're going to see throughout this portal season is you may have passed on some guys that 
you know, could possibly draw more attention, but you want them here early because we don't want to go through bringing in a bunch of guys in June again. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. And some of that may seem like common sense, but I think Hugh Freeze was so interested and I don't say this in a bad way, but borderline desperate to enhance and increase the talent on the roster. He's like, yes, just get here. Just get here. We'll figure it out when you get here. And now I think the footing's a little bit better now where they can say, okay, we do want you, but you've got to be here in spring or this just isn't going to work. A a thousand percent. You said it. They got their footing now. They got their Mm -hmm. footing now. You're not slapping stuff together. You've had a whole football season to evaluate. I don't think there you have much – if 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 I don't think you have much uh, excuse anymore, you know what I mean. You, you, you the NIL was in upheaval. There was a ro- rotating over NILs, new staff coming in, brand having to do brand new evals. Not really sure if the money's there, uh, and just like you said, throwing stuff together. But I think the footing's there, and this is a guy they targeted early, and uh, there's going to I think there's several that have targeted early. The names have already popped up that hopefully should be start popping here pretty soon. Yeah, you mentioned one outside wide receiver, one inside wide receiver. It seems like Robert Lewis, that name has been checked as the slot guy, even though he spent most of his snaps at Georgia State last year on the outside. He certainly has the skill set to move inside on a more full-time basis. That seems to be kind of their, I guess, goal for the offensive line as well. There's been a lot of talk on this show as well as other shows with Mac Pounders potentially being Auburn's tackle. It seems like they're talking to some other folks as well. And an interior offensive lineman, and we were kind of joking, he may be committed by the time you (laughs) you guys are watching or listening to this, but Jerquan Scott, who is a Southern Miss interior offensive lineman, sounds like things are going really well on both sides between Scott and the Auburn football program. Yeah, and we want an inside guy and we want an outside guy. You want, I think the goal, the ultimate goal would be if we could get Dylan Wade to be able to slide inside where it would be his more natural position at the next level, help him develop inside and boost his stock because there's just not a lot of 6'3", six, 6'4", six, tackles uh, in the NFL. If you can find an outside guy that can help him slide down and yeah. then you have Dylan Wade – you got uh, Connor Lou, and then possibly a Jerquan, uh, a Jerquan Scott at right guard, a battling with a Jeremiah Wright or, or the plethora of other um, young guys that we have on the roster. Holy cow, that interior could be could be special. And then I really I love Mac Pounders. I love his film. I love his size. And here's another yeah. key: two years left. Not just a one and done. He could be. He could be so good. He could be really good and be a one and done. But he's got the ability. Uh, he's got the um, opportunity to have two more years. Which layered depth is. I love. I love layers. Give me some yeah. layers. Right. Line. And and I think that's a part of this where we thought more guys would leave after this upcoming season. Dylan Wade specifically, and it seems like he's going to stay, which is great because now after this upcoming season, assuming you get Jerquan Scott. You're going to lose Dylan Wade. You're going to lose Jerquan Scott. And then next year, you might have Pounders, Lou, and Miller all coming back. DeAndre Carter with his second year of college football. And it's like, all of a sudden, this is what depth looks like. You don't have to reload your (laughs) offensive line every 12 months. I, I think this is exactly what Hugh Freeze is wanting to do. And Lindsay and I were talking about this on the show yesterday. 
Charlie five. Like the fact that you only need to get two offensive linemen to create some serious competition among those five spots. Oh, how far we've come in one yeah. calendar year. I mean, it's pretty remarkable honestly. to go from five to go from bringing in five to only having to possibly bring in two uh, is, yeah. is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, and I, <laughs> that's what you have. That's what you have to do. And that's a great thing about the portal is that you can, feel those layers a lot easier instead of right. bringing in freshmen and building them up and taking two or three years to develop them. You can fill it in and then kind of wean yourself off to go from five. Uh, and then you have some of your, um, you have some of your guys like Dylan Cinda and whatnot that you brought in to be your other, you know, freshman, sophomore depth. Uh, it's, it's great, man. I think we're in a really good spot moving forward. Yes. Yes, I didn't hear all of what you said because of my internet here in Tampa is awful, but that's okay. That's okay. We're playing. Don't blame hurt. it on me. They'll blame it on me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, that's it's been terrible the last few days. Don't blame it on Charlie Five. I uh, I am at fault here. I'm no, blame here. it on me because that's my that's that's a, that's the brand. Just that's just fine. throw me under the bus. That's fine. <laughs> Top buttons and uh, terrible internet. So who do you think? What do you think the next wave of portal commits? looks like because there are other offensive linemen that are scheduled to visit this weekend. And so my question is now how quickly, if the plan is to take two offensive linemen, what happens if Scott commits quickly and then you get what you want out of Mac pounders? Are, are you done? Do you take three? What What's your vision on that? How do you think that unfolds? That's a good question. So we really love the Bedford kid from Indiana and he's actually played some snaps at at tackle. So if you can get if you can get Scott in early, what does that mean for him? Um, I don't know if you I, I know they want to tackle. I know we're obviously we, we we brought Mac Pounders in. We're we're looking at the uh left tackle from Texas AM, the freshman all American. I cannot pronounce his last name. It's like Basantis or something like something. Yeah, that's how I've been I, saying I, it. Yeah. yeah, I can't I think that's correct. But you're looking at guys like that. Um if you get if you again this goes back to my DraftKings analogy. What combination Fandle. of we what Fandle. combination? What's that? Fanduel. Fanduel. What Fanduel analogy? <laughs> what combination makes the most sense and brings you the most value? If you if if the Texas A&M kid costs a ton of money, you know, and then that hurts you on what wide receiver, what linebacker, what this you can bring in, you may you may obviously that may knock him out. Like you just got to play with the numbers. But I think those three, those three guys right now, I'd, I'd kind of keep an eye on Bedford, Mac Pounders, and then Basantis from Texas A&M and kind of see if we can get him on a visit. Cause that could be yeah. big. He's, and, and he's a freshman all American. Yeah. He's very good. And my gut reaction is he's not worth the money. I mean, 20 plus got 20 plus schools reaching out to him. That's only going to make him be more and more expensive. But sure. we talked about, we talked about this with uh, with Pounders coming in potentially and with Dylan Wade coming in a year ago. Those multiple years are valuable. Huge. And the fact that he transfers so early in his career, he can't transfer again. And yes. so it's almost worth paying that a little bit more to know, okay, we probably have our left tackle for two more seasons at least. So that you know that that may be worth it. That may be worth it cuz then it also capitalizes on Dylan Wade and the rest of the offensive line too. So I don't think it would just be him, you know, what he's bringing to that left tackle spot getting better. I think it'd be the whole offensive line. So part of me is like, ah, go out and get him. Go out and get yeah. him. Let's see what let's see what that looks like. But 
We'll see. I lean Mac. I lean Mac right now just because I I, I, I love like his the tape, size, dude. Yeah. I love yeah. his tape. Another note on Jerquan, Jerquan Scott is he's from uh, I think it's either Mobile. he's either from Davidson or Williamson in Mobile. I think it's Davidson. Mm-hmm. No, one of the two. But the the key there is next year, Micah Debose from Viger, which we're going to talk about. We're, we'll talk about recruiting, but Micah Debose from Viger, and then I think it's Card um, Carday something. He's another four-star tackle uh, from Mobile. It's just uh, you're bringing in dude. Robert Lewis is from Atlanta, like outside of yeah. Atlanta. You're kind of bringing in guys that you can, you know, use to build relationships with in areas that you uh, you really want to have success in. So that's another reason I think he makes sense. I'm with you. All right, who are some guys that aren't currently in Auburn's 2024 class that could end up? at Auburn's 2024 class. We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Right, Charlie Five? FanDuel. It's the best place to wager on all of your sports action. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Auburn, a two and a half point favorite in the Music City Bowl. Run over there. Take the Auburn Tigers. I think that one's going to be a fun one. I think Auburn ends up covering that spread. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off your sports. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Charlie. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. There's so many rumblings around so many kids in the 2024 class. But first, let's discuss the news that happened yesterday, or I guess, uh, was this Tuesday morning? Monday morning. Monday morning with Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams has reclassified. He is no longer a 2025 wide receiver. He is a 2024 wide receiver. We all saw this coming from, you know, months and months and months away. But it's a big deal. So now he can take official visits, and you got to think Auburn will be one of those official visits. Yeah, I think that's the hope. All, all you want is a chance. That's all we want. We want an open door, uh, and I don't think it's all the way closed. I, it may not be, but just a crack. But if you can just get him for a visit, you got an, You maybe get an in-home. Uh, who knows what can happen? So uh, I'm anxious to see where he ends up in, when he's reclassed from the rankings perspective. You got to think he's going to be at least a top 15, maybe a top 10. This is the craziest thing. He's already got an invite to the Under Armour Bowl this year, Under Armour game this year. So he reclassified yeah. and he got an Under Armour spot. You got to feel like some guy was sitting there on pins and needles waiting <laughs> for this reclass. It was like, dang, he got my spot. You know, <laughs> so, so that's, uh, but, that's killer. He's That's electric, cooler. man. He's he's probably one of the best players that uh, he's probably one of the best players in the state of Alabama that I've seen, and I can't even think of one like I can't even think of one more explosive than him. I it's almost special. want him at Auburn just because I don't want to have to defend him for three years. So, but uh, yeah, big news, and uh, don't think we're not going to go as 
all out as we possibly can to to give to you know give this guy a run. So mm-hmm. uh, you just have to see what see what see how it plays out. Yeah, who else? Uh, who else is worth following? Kind of the latest developments for this twenty twenty four class. L J McRae, Charlie sure. Five is a guy that I've seen a lot of traction. Seems like Auburn's kind of making some waves there, thanks to um, former Florida commit, now Auburn commit, Jamonta Waller. Yeah, Jamonta said in an interview they can't. He told L J they can't double us both. They can't block us both. So uh, I'm. This is not necessarily intel. I'm just going to be shocked if he's not a part of the class. I, I really will be shocked if if LJ sticks with Florida. I think it's going to it's us or them, uh, and and I I would say we have to have the edge right now with Florida's class imploding. Um, and then we're, we recorded this on a Monday. Amaris Williams, which is another four star defensive tackle from Florida, is visiting today. Um, and I think we want both. You know, we want both. <laughs> I think we want both of them. So those are obviously two names you got to watch down the stretch. I think another one that's not necessarily a, a mega big name, but a, I think an important name when we talk about layering depth. Seth Wilfred from uh, he's a JUCO offensive tackle with three years to play. We just we just went through that with Too Tall, and it's I, I feel like he's way ahead of schedule, and we still have two more years left of him. It's another guy. Uh, Big, big kid, 6'5", 6'6", 300, athletic. Um, he came in. He's He's been in on an official visit, I think, this past weekend as well. And uh, I think we want to close the deal with him pretty quick. Uh, so those three guys and then, gosh. Um, what about K.J. Bolden? Where are you KJ, with K.J. Bolden? K.J.'s a tough one, man. Um, I, I hinted on this. I think FSU's got some NIL problems. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if um, they lose several from that class. So I, he may stick. Like they may rally the troops and, and and just spend it all on him. Very very well could. Uh, but I think with the with the NIL, the the ACC and the playoff situation, and just the the what that conference is going to be moving forward, I almost would be wouldn't be shocked if this is an Auburn versus Georgia battle. I really, I really wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't end up at Florida State and it ends up being an Auburn versus Georgia battle. I know he loves it. He loves Hugh. Uh, we've been in home. He's been on official visits. So yeah. uh, can you get him in? Maybe you get him in again before the uh, on a, on an unofficial before before signing day. Uh, he's definitely one to watch. Uh, it wouldn't shock me. There's been crazier things that have happened. Charlie Five, favor Edwin, the three star offensive tackle that shouldn't be a three star. Everybody in the world wants him. Uh, it seems like he's slipping a little bit from Auburn. Would you say that that's fair? Yeah, but on the same token, why hasn't he committed yet? You know, like if 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 he why if if it's Alabama, you you you've had an in home with Saban, you postpone your commitment deal, you go on an official visit. Like, yeah, do you do you have a committable offer to Alabama? I don't know. I mean, why haven't you committed? It's not like you can't turn around a graphic and and, and you know no time. Uh, and, and post a commitment. I, I just don't – I almost wonder – this is what I almost wonder, and this is no knock to favor uh, favor Edwin because I'd love to have him. I almost wonder if this is uh, Alabama's uh, ju- uh, like ploy to up his NIL number for Auburn to pay to take money away from Ryan Williams. I really do. I really wonder if they're talking to a lot of these guys to get their number bid, bid up, and then that takes money that we could spend – Possibly, you know, towards Ryan Williams. That's that's no intel. That's just that's just a theory of mine because I feel like if Saban wanted if Saban wanted Edwin, he could have pushed this weekend and got him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I, necessarily saying that that door's closed either. 
Yeah, that's not the craziest take that I've heard. So we'll see. We'll see. Top 10 class. You still think Auburn ends up with the top 10 class? Should should be easily. And there's a realistic pathway to like a top three class. There is a it's not that out outlandish to be to end up top three. So what does that look like? You get McCray and you get KJ you get Bolden. McC- that gets yeah, you close. You get- yeah, if you get McCray, KJ, and Amaris Williams, that that solidly puts you in the top five. And then if you if you can pull off the miracle and get Ryan Williams, I mean, depending on where his ranking ends up, that could put you at maybe number one. It changes uh, everything because it comes away because he'll come off of, those guys come away from dudes that are commit that are that are ahead, of, ahead us of us. Close. Good point. It, it yeah. reshuffles reshuffles the deck. So. Um, you know, there's a, I think there's a realistic pathway to a top five class. Yeah. Uh, Charlie five, since you last came on the show, you launched your own podcast. Yes. Tell people how they can check it out. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I think for now, the top button podcast, I know I don't have the top button button today. The, the shirts, the neck's a little bit too girthy for this one. The neck's a little bit too girthy. Girthy neck. So yeah, we're going to do, I mean, it's just a little bit, it's just me, just me for now. Uh, a little bit long, longer form, uh, lot, maybe I said, I, I joked, I could maybe say a little bit of the things that I'm worried could get you in trouble on here. Like, uh, like I did earlier with your, <laughs> with the fan right. deal. So, uh, stuff like that. And, uh, just, just have some, just have fun, man. I just bug out for bug out for 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. It's uh, the top button podcast. Just search yes. that. Um, on Apple, Spotify, all the major uh, podcast platforms, and then it's on the Auburn Daily YouTube page. So be sure to subscribe to uh, to it both of those places as well. Charlie Five, thank you so much for your time, brother. Absolutely, man. Enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.